A very warm welcome back to a new episode of For the Love of Weather podcast, where we discuss all things weather and how they can impact our daily lives. We really hope that you leave this episode loving the weather just that little bit more. My name is Gemma. Hello, and my name is Ashley. Thank you so much again for joining us today. We've got a really special guest today. I found Chris actually just on Twitter whilst I was perusing the clouds that I love to love to just adore and so Chris's Chris's full name is Chris Judge he's an illustrator and if you have the ability to listen and look up the world wide web as well he's www.chrisjudge.com you will immediately fall in love with what Chris creates his artwork is absolutely incredible I've been blown away by it and in my research of him didn't actually realize he is sprinkled all over the town I love so much and this so much your art is just so beautiful and you've done so many inspiring things with your art as well you've been on this journey of creation with it and that's how I came across you with the daily cloud which is just a little picture of a cloud with an animation of it of some kind of animal or something that has inspired you that day so we're going to get into all of that and figure out where all of that comes from Chris you are so welcome to our podcast Thank you so much. I'm I'm so thrilled to be here. Yeah, thanks a million. I love your podcast. So it's really hard to know where to start with you. And I was so I found your Twitter account, and you really kindly replied to me. And then we started researching you more, and we were like, "Oh my goodness, you are pretty amazing at what you do." And it was really hard to actually kind of figure out like, what are the questions I want to ask you. So I think the first thing that I want to know is when did what you imagined in your head out onto paper uh, like going back to the beginning I suppose yeah yeah well, I've, I've always always been drawing like since I was a, a youngster I guess yeah yeah and um, both my parents are quite artistic uh, my dad was a civil servant but just always drew with us and, and uh, my mum is a brilliant artist she she actually went back to college uh, when she was well, it must be about 15 years ago she didn't get to go to college when she was younger but uh, she went back and did fine art and and it just it just creates these amazing uh, glass and ceramic pieces, uh, and then all my brothers and sisters. There's five of us that they're all artistic as well, and I guess I was the one who just you know broke through the teens and kept going. And um, usually it can fall away, but I met a bunch of friends who all were into the same comics and stuff, and and we ended up uh, just drawing all day. And yeah, I kind of I somehow managed to turn it into a job. That I'm still doing, so yeah. <laughs> I just like to point out, I actually bought four of your books yesterday for my children. I'm very much looking forward to them arriving, actually. But we'll get into the names of those a little bit a little bit later. Oh wow! Thanks so much. Let's just jump though to a daily cloud. Your Twitter feeds. Do you want to tell us a little bit about where that has come from? Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> so. I basically I I'm always working on books, or, or I, I don't really do much commercial work anymore. I used to do a lot of advertising and that kind of stuff, and kind of spent years doing that building up a, a style and doing different projects like that and, you know I, I was doing a lot of this commercial stuff where you'd draw an illustration it'd be on a billboard for a week and then it'd be gone you know and I'd get attached to these characters and I decided I'd love to actually make a book or something like that so I started researching children's books and discovered that you know it's a lot of work but it's, it's an amazing kind of journey to go on so yeah, I, I first book was published twenty eleven, I think, um, and that was that came from a personal project. So my personal projects are very inspirational, and, and they kind of push me into new areas in my in my career. So Daily Cloud is one of those uh, personal projects that kind of accidentally came along, and that was during the first uh, lockdown. So like I do stuff like just for to keep myself busy on Instagram, where I draw on fruit you know silly characters and I put them online or I'll draw on trees I turn trees into spooky characters and that kind of stuff so the daily cloud was just one during the first lockdown that 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 came along by accident the daily cloud uh kind of came about in in January 2020 our our 2-year-old was uh, diagnosed with leukemia ALL and which was a just a monumental shock of course to us and and uh you know it just threw everything out the window I just all our projects, all our, our 
the house, family, everything just suddenly was just put put on the back burner, including work, of course. And uh, so, yeah, that that was a, a huge shock. And as soon as we went into Crumlin Children's Hospital, they um, they just took us into the fold and you know made it made everything okay. You know, everything wasn't okay, but they they, brought, they were started us on this journey. It's a two and a half year treatment for, for uh, ALL for for girls. It's actually three and a half for for boys, which is kind of mad. So yeah, we were in the hospital for the first three weeks, and we started hearing then about. Uh, this coronavirus over in, in China and we were like God read, just reading about it in the Guardian going that, 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 that's crazy that's kind of scary and then we got home from the hospital and then we started hearing about it in Italy and you know when you have a child with, with uh, no immune system it's like well, this, no way is this happening and then we heard that the uh, first case in Ireland was the school kind of one street over from us and we were like oh my God it's on our doorstep you know so it was just this really surreal double-barreled kind of thing that the leukemia and, and coronavirus so we went into this absolute lockdown like my, my sister's husband is a gp and and he actually studied microbiology and he was like look this could get kind of scary so you guys have to protect juno our, our daughter and just do nothing so we just uh stayed at home and people brought us groceries and and then it's you know the, the virus actually hit ireland properly and so we were at home and I, I was, I, luckily I had jobs on, I had children's books I was working on, but um, there was just one day I was sitting in the garden, the weather was kind of starting to get nice. It was one evening actually, and there's just these absolutely incredible pink fluffy clouds. So the first kind of clouds you see on my, on my daily cloud feed. And I just took photos. I was like, that one looks like a, a, a kind of a big monkey smoking a cigar. That one looks like a big bear. And I went in and literally on my iPad in about 10 minutes just made four of them and put them online onto Twitter. And it just went crazy. I, I, I do work with David Doherty, the comedian. He retweeted it and then Hosier retweeted it. And then it just exploded and people really latched onto it. And it was also during uh, when uh, Donald Trump was kind of in everyone's brain and the elections were on and yeah, it was just it was just a really traumatic period, I think, and, and coronavirus. So people were looking for something on Twitter. I think just by chance, I, I put up something that people were enjoying. So uh, yeah, it was it was brilliant to to just see the reaction. And I, I was like, wow, people are really enjoying these. And I did another one then the following Friday, a bit three or four more. And people were like, will you do one every day? And I was like, okay, there's a nice challenge. So uh, I, I kind of just leapt onto that. And it, it kind of, uh, because we were at home and we were figuring out how to give Juno her treatment and we were in and out of the hospital and only one of us could go in and then we have another daughter. and It was all very heightened. So this was a really nice calm half hour for me every day to just go, okay, find a cloud, draw on it. So I just started shooting, like I have about 20,000 photos of clouds now on my phone. So that's that's kind of how it came about. It was it was a strange journey into it, but it's been extremely helpful, yeah, for me and 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 my wife. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she's sick of me taking photos and drawing. I think them. it's more helpful than you actually realise. You know, I myself, I mean, I've spoken about this before. Lots of highs and lows in life, and I, so I seek out like you know simplicity and beauty in the clouds, and I. Can probably classify them all I love them all and they all tell me a story about what's actually happening with the weather but there's when I look at your work and then I look at the cloud stuff I could probably count the brush strokes and the cloud stuff but they so it's so different to your work but the cloud strokes in the you know the in in the clouds they just they transform us into this thing that's just so obvious to see you're like that is that is so beautiful I can see it but I couldn't I could personally couldn't do it and I think and I think perhaps that's what people are actually looking for is just simplicity and who doesn't cloud gaze whether it was like on a date or with your pals when you were younger you know it's one of the things that you do and obviously it's been a huge inspiration for you and for other people you've got 23,000 followers now when I last checked this morning it's yeah that's right yeah pretty impressive it is it's it's I think because it is very universal clouds are Every human can step outside and, and see a cloud in the sky. Any, well, most most people. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a funny one. That I kind of set rules at the start for myself, which was to use as few lines as possible, so that the clouds really do speak for themselves. And, and uh, 
So there's one Especially where there'd be a, just a few dots. Like there's one, my dad sent a picture going, Polar Bear over Dunleary. As you do. It was just all there. So it was just the nose and the eye. I think that's all I did, a nose and an eye. And and that was, a, everyone loved that one. So yeah, as little as possible. And people, now people send me stuff all the time as well. And at first people were just sending stuff that didn't look like anything. But I think people as they follow me, see that they're, I'm looking for big billowy shapes and that kind of thing. Does Gina like the clouds? Oh, she loves them. Yeah, yeah. No, and they both they both draw along with me, and, and uh, they 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 both like like they, I don't really let them use iPads or phones or anything, and uh, they're happy enough. They love drawing both of them, but they do use the Procreate app that I use on mine, and uh, they can both turn it on and figure out the different brushes and get a new layer and then start drawing over photos of clouds. So yeah, it's it's fascinating to see them embrace us yeah they love, love them they need so, to give me some lessons because i struggle with that app sometimes i'm like what am i doing so i need to come and get some lessons <laughs> oh absolutely yeah yeah no it is it it, it a lot of those apps look confusing because you're looking at all these toolbars and stuff but there's some very simple things mm. you yeah just just pick a brush and import your picture and a new layer and away you go so yeah it's uh, so you're about we're 20 months on now away from that that first cloud picture and from Gina's diagnosis. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah, she was diagnosed January. Uh, then we just had I, I I can barely even remember January to about April, and um, was such a whirlwind. So it was around April or so when we kind of started to get our heads around this new world we were living in, and uh, that that's kind of when. It, so I'd say about April, yeah. So roughly twenty months now, yeah. So you were in preparation for lockdown before all of us. That is the the strangest thing. We were actually in a precisely lockdown. So, uh, like, we were having to wear masks going out and people looking at us, you know. Uh, so we were we were ahead of the curve, strangely, and in a selfish, w- weird way, you know. And I, I don't I don't like thinking like that. But when everyone else went into the same lockdown, we were like, okay, wow, well, we can, you know, there's no fear of missing out or, or yeah. I think it would have been a big struggle not to be able to just watch everyone kind of have their normal lives so as i say in a selfish way it kind of helped us to mm. get through it yeah that's, yeah it's not selfish that's totally understandable and you know what in other ways as well i think for lots of people they were there you know whilst there was lots of scary things going on around them it was a nice break for us all there was no pressure you, know, yeah. you just you weren't allowed to go anywhere mm. you yeah. couldn't do anything so it's just i think you know, whilst there is lots of good and bad coming out of this whole entire thing, I think everybody went through something together. Absolutely. I mean, it was such a massive trauma. It still is, you know. Mm. And, you know, but uh, as you say, there was something, just the way that everything slowed down and uh, you could almost mm. see how humans should be living. Yeah. You know, and, and we live not too far from the airport and you know, during the summer, every six minutes, I remember counting on my watch every six minutes, just planes coming over. And I was just like, oh my God, this is not good. Yeah. And then when, when lockdown happened, just no planes. And the, as everyone noticed, all the birds, you could hear the birds, you could yeah. hear. And you, that's when I started looking up. And I think that's when people started to embrace nature and, and the weather and, and the skies, you know. So uh, yeah, there's so much. I think for me, looking. I mean, I'm always looking at the clouds. I'm known in my house for stopping on a walk and taking a photo of a cloud. And my brother will say to me, "Are you taking another photo of a cloud? Have you not got enough?" And I'm like, "No, no, you can't have enough photos of cloud. That one is definitely different to the one I took two days ago. Believe me, it's different." But I think taking the time and being made to slow down. And that escapism of being outside in nature. And I definitely noticed that the change in the seasons more than I had before. And I can't encourage people enough to look at the clouds. That's what we do all the time on our, on what we try and do on our, some of our social media stuff is just to encourage people to stop and look up because there's so much beauty up there that people just don't take the time to see. A hundred percent. I mean, like, and as you say, you take that photo, that is a hundred percent unique photo that'll never be duplicated and, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the beauty of the clouds you know there if i spot something and i don't have my phone on me it's gone and i'm like that's it that that's fair enough because they change so often as well so oh. 
you'll look up and you'll be like, oh, that's a nice photo of that cloud. I'll go and grab my phone. And you go out and then it's changed and it's gone. And you're like, oh. well, it's in the memory bank. Yeah. But you have to go out and take the photo when you can or just admire it and look at it while you can because it will change. It will change. And that's the beauty of the skies and the clouds. It's just they're constantly changing. and There's always some beauty up there to see. Do you think um, this has changed what you're going to do as an artist? So you will have spent a lot of time looking down and drawing and seeing some of your doodle pad. I mean, your range of work is just I don't even know how to actually summarize it all. So I don't think I'm wondering, do you realize the quiet backdrop that you're creating in history across Dublin? Do you actually yeah. see that? Oh, gosh, I, I, I don't think I probably ever think like that. I, I mean, I, I'm working. Y- you are. You're... <laughs> it's, it's a weird one. I mean, it's a, you know, I, I'm in a small community of illustrators in, in Ireland. And and it kind of feels like Ireland and, and UK is is almost one community, um, especially in children's books. And uh, it's 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 amazing to see you know the impact of art. And I think that really came out as well of COVID nineteen as well. Just how important art is, you know. And then people can dismiss it and and say, why are you giving so much funding to the arts? And it's like, well, how did you enjoy all those box sets and? You know, all the beautiful walls going up and all the books you read. And, and you know, once people realize how important it is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I feel privileged to be kind of part of mm-hmm. being able to create that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I love, I've kind of moved into the kids' books and I now make kind of large scale artworks as well. I work with my brother in law, he has a company that makes mosaics. And, and that to me is, that's the kind of legacy I'd like to leave rather than um you're leaving us yeah no and it, it's 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 they're very hard to make all these things I mean people often say oh I'd love to make a picture book and and that you know it looks easy and it's not if you want to make a good picture book it's very hard and if you if you want to arrive at something like Benel to make the clouds there's a huge massive pain in the bum to get there you know <laughs> yeah a sea of work and, and, you know, failures along the way to be able to get to something like that where it looks easy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So. It's really, honestly, it's so beautiful. It's not often I, like, I, and actually when I came across your Twitter feeds, I mean, myself and Jonathan did the stuff that I was like, Gemma, this, <laughs> we need to talk to this, this person. This is, this is amazing. Like, it's, I don't know what it is. It's just something so incredibly unique about it. Do, do you think, you're going to continue doing it. Is it going to lead you to something different? Has it like opened up another little virtual door somewhere for you? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and, and any projects, especially personal projects that do take off like the kids books that sent me on a, a whole new career path. And, and then with the clouds, we decided to do some prints last Christmas and, and people really got into that. And we, we gave 20% of profits to, to two children's cancer charities that do incredible work like I am now in this world that I didn't know existed I mean most people don't and, and I hope most people never discover it but these charities do unbelievable work for families because you know, it's the truly traumatic thing to go through you know childhood cancer so you know if anyone's out there and is like I'd love to give something to charity Evie's Pink Tie and, and uh, just look up children's cancer societies and, mm-hmm. and even tenor here, tenor a month, five or a month or anything, all helps these families mm-hmm. get through it. Yeah, that that that's really opened up so much for me. Just this this, especially these clouds. I uh, I, I was contacted about this time last year by uh, do you know Owen Colfer, the Irish writer? I do now after researching. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. So yeah, he's 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 very well. He's known. really yeah. Yeah, he he did the Artemis Fowl books and disney films and all that yeah. and he like i'm a big fan of his he wrote the, the fifth uh hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy book which i you know devoured so to get an email from him saying i love your clouds and i've had in parallel had this idea about this little girl uh who visualizes clouds and i couldn't believe it when i read yours and he sent me the script and it was about a little girl who gets ill and of course i read this this picture book script and just bawling crying going this is unbelievable <laughs> And, you know, I, I got back to Australia going, God, this is like the weirdest coincidence. He was like, well, I, I actually had heard about you and I had this. And it was like just the weirdest uh, serendipity. It was like, yeah. 
would you be interested? I, I dithered whether to ask you and I was like, absolutely. So yeah, we're working with Walker Books who are the best, hands down best, the children's publishers, I, I think, in the world. Mm. Um, every good book you know <laughs> and have read uh, is Walker. Just look at all your spines and you'll be like, oh yeah, Walker. Are pretty <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're working on this book. It's a very hard book for me to work on, obviously. It's very much in parallel. It's our journey from January to next March, hopefully. And But it's 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 using my clouds as the backdrop, this little girl who visualizes. It's called uh, Cloud Babies. And, uh, oh, God. <laughs> visualize. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, so this is the, by hands down the hardest book I've ever worked on. It's beautiful. It's, it's, uh, it's magic, but it's, so personal that it's like it's just like sometimes I can't open the folder like you know to to look at the artwork I work on so whew, yeah it's 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 beautiful so you know there's 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 things like that coming out of out of the you know this project and and that the best and most personal uh, art projects you can work on will do that you know will will bring something that magic out of it so yeah so I <laughs> I'll have to yeah I'll have to just man up not man up that's a horrible phrase i'll have to just get brave and and uh and really dive into it now we, we've you know the bulk of the work done on it but sitting down and having to draw the, the little girl and the, the some scenes in the hospital and stuff that just bring me back and it's like yeah it's just like going through like counseling or therapy isn't it it's 100 percent. it's and, like and it hurts but you want it to hurt but you don't want it to hurt but you want to get through it and remember yeah. Absolutely, and I, I did the first counselling of my life during this, you know, because I couldn't. It, it just going through the hospital and and some of the stories that that came up along the way, and the the people we met and loved, you know, it, it was just very difficult. And uh, so the counselling was just incredible, and mm-hmm. it, it just helped me then really get embrace what I'm doing and and. You know, I did stop working for a while. I couldn't pick up a pencil, which had never happened to me before. So it was just uh, amazing then when this book came along out of out of this trauma, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, like counselling, it's helping me in a, in a massive way. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's going to be beautiful. The things that hurt the most always are. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you hope that people get when they look at your a daily cloud um, Twitter feed? What do you hope that they're getting from those images that you're putting up? Yeah, I hope they get just the main thing is that they just get a kick out of it. That they, it's a little burst of of sunshine in their feed. You know, I, I struggle as much as anyone else with social media. It's it's I don't think it's a very good thing to be love hate relationship a lot of the time. Love hate. <laughs> complicated yeah and it, it can be great but they can also have massive negatives absolutely and and you know i i, I struggle with with uh just seeing you know all these incredible artists on instagram and like there's a period i had to walk away from for about a year about 18 months actually a few years ago because there's all these young artists it was just when we had kids as well and i had no time to be doing any cool stuff to just plop up on on instagram and there's just these incredible youngsters putting up this art that's a million miles ahead of me. And I was just like, I can't do this. Mine's terrible. <laughs> so, I mean, that it really had a big impact. And, and I had to yeah. kind of go back to it and just go, feck it. It's, it's, you know, I am who I am. And just keep going down your own path and, and, and ignore all that as much as you can. And, and also, that's the lesson, isn't it, as well? I mean, what you see on Instagram and Twitter, like, I just saw your client. I didn't know the story behind your client. And that it's just a moment and people put lots of moments up, but they're not all the other moments and all your other moments have made these moments so popular for you, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know you're, you're totally right. And, and I, I mean, I, I, the, the, as I say, I hope that, that, that it does just bring a bit of, a bit of joy. And, and, you know, I do put up the little spooky ones at night sometimes and most people love them, but at the start, <laughs> I got a few, you know, messages of people saying, these are these are horrible. They're they're not nice things to see at night. And I was like, don't look. <laughs> yeah, I was like, should I put up a hashtag that you can filter out? And then I was like, actually, you know, if you don't like it, don't follow because I can't stop doing this. You know, I, I'm compelled yeah. to make these silly drawings, and you know, they're no more scary than Voldemort in, in Harry Potter. You know, and, mm. and uh, 
I suppose. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to be scaring anyone either at the same time. But uh, they're not. They're no. They're so adorable. They're and so it's your adorable. imagination as well, isn't yeah. it? It's that if they want to look at those images and then that creates something in their imagination, then that's their imagination it's everyone will interpret it differently and one of the questions I had for you was Mm. I remember when I was little I would sit in the garden and we were very much encouraged to look at the clouds and we'd be like oh what do you see there or can you see that rabbit over there can you see that bear over there and I just was wondering when you look at the clouds do you see the images and the characters and the animals straight away does that come to you naturally or does that Sometimes you do do you have to take a little time and then it will you'll be like, oh, I can definitely see that bear smoking a cigar over there. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a mix, definitely. I think my brain has trained itself over the last 18 months. Um, but there's definitely a mix where I'd be like, there's a dog, there's a dog running, definitely. Um, and I'll take a photo. But I, I, like, I definitely, yeah, I suffer. I, I, you know, I probably shouldn't say suffer from uh, pareidolia, as, as it's known, yeah. And uh, it's where you just see faces and everything. So, I, you know, we've this floorboard here, all our downstairs is um, old, the old original floorboards. And all the knots, it's just constantly seeing these faces in the knots. And I'll see it in toilet fittings and see it in trees all the time. I'll just see these wonky faces. And, and so clouds, you know, I'm constantly seeing shapes and you know, there's a Twitter feed called Faces and Things. I follow that as well. I'm yes. obsessed with faces. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, I mean, they're really clear ones. I love those ones. They're fantastic. But I'll see. I'll find them in like the folds in a blanket, and I'm like, Stop. amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it's frustrating, you know. It's <laughs> but it's it's there's something built in where it, it's it's almost seeking out things and shapes and and. Uh, I guess I think a lot of uh, artists will have that visual. I'm sort of visualizing it like your pet dog in your head sniffing stuff out. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my my. What are, what are the animals from the uh, the film, the Philip Pullman film? They're called demons. They're demons. Yeah. So mm. my demon is, as you say, a little dog that's constantly going. Look at that cloud. <laughs> Look at that. Tree. Look at that floor. Um, yeah, I think that's lovely. I mean, like, if you think, I just, I can't see that anything other as absolutely what a lovely companion to have. You'll never be bored. Yeah. So when you're old and grey, and you know, you'll you'll have yourself to keep your yeah. company. My, my Egypt brain going, look, yeah. Oh, oh. Maybe yeah. start worrying if it starts talking back. But yes, well, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're on your walk you've always got that companion with you being like oh, have you seen that have you noticed that have you seen yeah. that yeah, not like me are you taking another photo of that cloud are you taking another photo of that cloud <laughs> it's the same thing and and actually back to what you're saying where the um you know i'll see just because the, the clouds uh, uh, at this time of year are great and, and after rain which we get a lot of here you get these big billowy clouds i'm sure you guys know what they are the, the technical terms and we're both smiling because we're like, I know exactly what they are. They're so, so gorgeous. Those clouds be you know, kind of post-storm where you get the big billowy. Cumulus, cumulus clouds. Yeah. And if they're big enough, they're called towering cumulus. But yes. when the rain clears, you get something called a sucker's gap where there's nothing in the sky. Mm. Yeah. And you think, oh, we're clear. And then these clouds start building and it's quite possible then they'll build into shower clouds that, that bring a different perfect. type of weather. Yeah. Yeah. And on a sunny day, when you get the mix yeah. of those, what are they called? The, the cumulus. Yeah. So they start off as cumulus, humulus, then they grow to cumulus, mediocris, then towering cumulus, and then cumulonimbus. Amazing! I, that, that, I mean, so that's they're my clouds. That, that's my yeah. my boys. Mm. <laughs> so and when you get the sun and you get the three dimensional kind of uh, shapes in them, it is like there is just there are perfect times of the day. Like I love all the different um, the flatter clouds, high up ones. And sorry, I don't know any of the technical terms, but those ones especially where you see them building and you know mm-hmm. I'll be making dinner for the girls and making lunch and I'll keep checking them as they build up and then that's when you start seeing dogs heads and like, <laughs> you know, stuff big billowy stuff coming out and I love that and, and yeah it's just it's just mesmerizing and, and I, I lie in bed as well we we got an extension done a few years ago and I just made sure we put in a nice big window in our bedroom and uh, I, I'll happily just lie in bed we, we have a big view of just a big vista of the skies from the bedroom I just love it, you know, and I often, yeah. I often sit there or lie there thinking, imagine if, if Earth had no clouds, you know, we lived yeah. on a planet with no clouds and one day 
the right conditions arrived and clouds started arriving and people looking if you stop and think what you're actually looking at these mm. colossal sculptures really blows me away so do you know what blows yeah. me away after you know that we don't really understand completely the physics of clouds and how they're formed and created it's quite a complicated topic and yeah. you had the mind to you could go and google all the people that have done phds on cloud creation the microphysics of cloud is just well it's well beyond well beyond me because yeah. they are they're they're not just puffy light things they are billions of tons of water is that yeah so they so there there's um something called a, a cloud condensation nuclei so it needs a little tiny little speck of something yeah. for the the water to start building on so they're full of thousands of those that could be like pollen sea salt just things in the air but oh, that's all not, it is they're just, just water, water vapor that's up there. no well no. they no they'd have to have something to kind of latch onto to create okay. in the first place if that makes sense I mean, tiny, like yeah, the type of tiny, yeah. Enough to be able to float up and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We oh, could I, be, I, we could talk all day about how they're created, but yours yeah, is a much listen. better story. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do you think then that your relationship in general, so you, you know, you've always drawn clearly. You see, I often think like, a, you know, a good comic is like this amazing observer of society because they can make you laugh at the worst things because sometimes you just need, you know, it's laugh the worst things. And your illustrations are like, you're an observer of society, but in a, a different way. Has it changed? You really, like, you, has your focus changed from like sort of the people into clouds? You know, has, has anything changed there for you? Um, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the work I do is, is kind of, it feels like it's very varied. And, and I, when I look at my work, I see a million styles and it, that really troubles me. And most people like people would tell me, no, you can see your consistent style there. And a lot of illustrators and artists, I think, really feel that as well. You know, that yeah, you can't find this exact style, and and that's something that at the start, you know, I, I thought that you have to find this style, and that's you for life. You know, mm. like all the, you know, like Picasso. I remember, God, look, he's an incredible um, abstract work, and he just did it effortlessly. And then I remember being in Barcelona. And seeing the work he did when he was, uh, you know, nineteen twenty, and he was a master drawer. I, I like I never mm. knew. I thought he just did wonky drawings, and then you realise he got to those wonky drawings by going through all these different periods. And I remember mm. that opening up my brain, going, "Oh, actually, you know what? It's okay to be continuously on a journey, you know, artistically." And once once you realise that, then you're kind of, you have a bit of freedom then to to not get bogged down on trying to have one style. So do you, do you love what you do? Do you really feel that joy, that, you know, spark of joy every time you lift a pencil? Yeah, I mean, I'd say 50% of the time I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like God, I'm so lucky, my God, I actually, I'm doing the job that I dream of, that I've dreamt of. And if I could tell childhood me, yeah, you're going to be drawn, you're going to make a living, you can pay your mortgage doing this. And I'd be like, wow, cool. But it's very hard and you have to do all the admin and you have to do the grown up stuff, grown up stuff. And you also have to hack through so much with every project. It's so hard, you know, so to get from, you know, you see one of those mosaics on the wall and it looks, yay, a nice big colorful mosaic. But to get from the seed of the idea and bouncing back and forth with a client and yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) it's mind bending, you know, so. It is very difficult, and there are mornings when I go down to my studio, and I'll just be like, "I wish I, I wish I just I had gone and done, <laughs> stayed in the garden centre that I worked in, <laughs> the garden centre." Oh wait, there'd be problems with with the uh, plants and stuff. Oh yeah, okay, it's all hard. So you know, any job you have. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I, I you know, I do feel very lucky that I get to make, you know. This like kids' books and and stuff that makes people smile is that's that, that if someone's happy, I'm happy. Oh, that's so nice. That's really lovely. So, other than your daily cloud feed, do you want to tell us a little bit about where else you can find us? So, you mentioned some of your children's books. Yeah. Do you like Do you like to list a couple of them off? Because I've bought four of them yesterday. Oh, brilliant! Which, which, two not available in the UK, by the way. The other ones oh, that I wanted. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, there was two of them that were like I couldn't pick them up. Oh, I'd have to get them delivered to your mom's house, Ash, and she'll have to send them over to me. <laughs> Go on to Eason's, right? Like, didn't occur to me. 
Uh, oh, do you mind me asking which one? Did, did you get yeah. picture books? or? or how yeah, I did. I got the... So I got the Baby Beast. Oh, yeah. Cool. The Snow Beast. Brian and the Giant. Cool, yeah. And Tin. Brilliant. Yeah, that's a good... A good so, because my boys are three, so I did see some of the other ones, and I was like, I'm going to start with these, but I just know they're going to love them. Yeah, well, they're, um, they're perfect for that age. Yeah, three they they were yeah they were on Waterstones. I can't actually remember the other ones now, but if you if you do go onto the Waterstones page, you'll see that there was ones that weren't available. Oh, yeah, I'm, fill I'm, that back, fill that. I'll check that out. Yeah, no, yeah. If anyone wants to check out my books, and I always beg people to to go to if you can to your local local shop. That's why I went to Waterstones. Thank you for that. Yeah, yep. no, and and. Any indie bookshops yeah, yeah. after after the last two years. If you can get them there, fantastic, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, that's a perfect start for that age. And, and so I think I've done about nine or ten picture books. And, yeah. uh, and I've done about 20 other books with other authors, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Where I illustrate their texts. and So, yeah, there's the Dangers Everywhere series with yeah. Darty. And then I've done Roddy Doyle's last two kids' books. Do you know, just as an aside, Roddy Doyle filled my childhood with his books like I I I read constantly when I was younger like I was constantly had a book in my hand these days I actually listen to books they find it easier just at the moment to listen to books and when I saw that you were doing Roddy Doyle stuff I was like oh my god (laughs) just not worthy just not worthy oh that that was a lovely one that was actually just before my daughter was born I got the the email saying um we'd love you to illustrate Roddy Doyle's new book brilliant and I was like what what and it yeah was, it was kind of two years into just making kids books so it was like the the fifth or sixth book i made and that was brilliant because I, I hadn't a clue how to do i'd only done picture books and, and so when i got his text in it was just like wow <laughs> and they had pointers for it was all black and white illustrations yeah. uh, for older kids as well so that i learned loads on that book and, and really that set me on to another smaller path within the, the children's books um yeah. Uh, so thank you, Roddy. That was uh, an amazing book to, to work on. Thank you, Chris. He obviously, you brought his book to life. <laughs> it's it's it definitely two ways. I think buying a book as well for a present, for me, it's always my go-to if I'm buying uh, a present for a friend's daughter or son. I'd always go for a pitch book. And I always proofread them beforehand so I'll stand in the shop and I'll read them but like oh this is excellent yeah this has got the Gemma soon approval I'll buy that one so now I'm going to be going to my local um independent book oh and Gemma yours. the new nephew little baby yeah. George amazing congratulations oh George. thanks I yeah nephew George too great name it's brilliant yeah so I'd be buying all the books now yeah well there's, uh, there's so many incredible kids yeah. books like you know for, from my perspective when we get gifted a kids book that isn't good which there aren't many of but there are some and I have to read that every night if my kids latch onto it it's like it's torture so <laughs> whenever I'm making books I'm, I'm so conscious I'm like make sure this is as good for adults as it is for kids and yeah um, well no, no that's not the be all and end all it has to, it has no to. but I agree with you they do latch onto things and I say this as someone who is so thrilled that I got to become a mother like you know mm. just so thrilled about it but there are moments in the evening where like, Mommy, can we read at the moment? You know, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, sure, sure, we can do yeah. that again. That's really what I want to do after 12 hours of running around after the day oh, with you. No, I know. It's, it's really hard. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, I, I call I our books every so often. <laughs> where did that go? Yeah. And even some brilliant ones, I'm like, I can't read that again. So I'll hide it. I'll hide it. <laughs> just from being sick of it. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's it, there's so many brilliant books, and there's actually so many incredible books coming out of Ireland just the last five or six years. So many brilliant writers and illustrators just popping up on the scene, and, and uh, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. Um. So I think we're going to move on a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Gemma does a little round called "Get to Know Me Round." Sure. So originally it was called Quick Fire Round, but then I asked too many questions, so we had to rename it to "Get to Know Me Round." <laughs> cool. But I'll try and keep it short. No worries. Take it away. Do you have a favourite season? Oh, definitely. This one that we're in right now, autumn. Yes. I'm team team autumn. (laughs) See, I'm team spring. Autumn is next. Yeah, spring's good. It's not quite autumn though, is it? No, it's not spring. It's not spring. (laughs) Well, I guess spring is that, you know, 
emergence from winter it's it's the the uh, here comes the sun it'll always be that that that's the soundtrack i'm a massive beatles nerd and uh so there's there's different beatles have you seen the movie yesterday by the way on netflix i, I, I have it's I've a great a film times, yeah. i am obsessed with that soundtrack at the moment and i love beatles as well but there is something about his voice that is reinventing those songs for me yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all over them at the moment yeah i know it's, it's great i mean but Beatles are very seasonal to me, you know, to the, a lot of music is. And, and, you know, now I can only break out certain albums like, do you know the band Midlake? Okay, so they're an American band, but they have this song called Roscoe, which is exactly, if, if, if you're listening to this in November, um, it's the most perfect song. Midlake Roscoe is the best autumn song ever. Uh, very exciting. Autumn for me is is... I don't know, you know, you, you, you've come out of the summer. Summer's always very long and usually the weather's a bit crap. <laughs> it is. Do you know, it's so funny. I laugh all the time. So I now live in the southeast of England oh, yeah. and I'm knocking up 12 years here now, which I just can't believe. I came here like in the recession. The very nice weather in southeast England though, isn't there? No, but the thing is, Not people bad. who are from here say things like, oh, this is a terrible summer. And I'm like, when was the last time you brought your umbrella? Like, I constantly have this shock on my face of like, like even all these years later, I'm still like not accustomed to actually being able to predict what I can wear through the summer. Like, obviously it's going to rain a little bit, but I mean, overall, I know I'm going to get through summer in a pair of flip-flops and a t-shirt. That's the dream. I mean, you can't even get through a day in in Ireland. It's it's just like... (laughs) I have to bring a raincoat and a brolly and flip-flops and... Maybe a scarf. Maybe a scarf in (laughs) in July. So, yeah, the the summer's too all over the shop. Winter's just soggy here. You know, know, if we had Canadian seasons, you know, it'd be way easier. Mm. But autumn is usually just lovely and sunny, even if it's wet. And just the the colours are just so gorgeous for my brain. It's just a very calming time of year. Lots of faces, I'm guessing. So many. And like... (laughs) leaves all over the ground i'm seeing but there's a dragon and, and oh look there's a you know we see shapes and in, in the maybe you should start a new twitter feed called a daily leaf or something we could do that, we yeah. Could do that yeah. <laughs> on that note snow yes or no proper good snow yes and you know where you get a good week of it or two weeks and you know where that, the same as that kind of lockdowny feeling where everyone's like okay let's just stay home and we'll plod around for an hour every day and wave at each other and throw snowballs. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But just when it's sleety and crummy, yeah. and you get a couple of inches and everyone's miserable, red noses and yeah. <laughs> Slipping all over it everywhere. Yeah. Inevitably, the country comes to a stop yeah. as well because <laughs> half a centimetre of snow is enough to just ruin us all. Oh, like a foot of snow. I mean, do you remember when a foot of snow happened and there was yeah. bread, bread gate and Ireland? Ireland <laughs> I forgot about bread. that. <laughs> like, there was a little shop torn down because people wanted bread. And it was just like, we are so close to society collapsing, in our, especially in Ireland. A couple of more questions. And they're very important questions. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Dodgers or Jaffa Cakes? Gosh. <laughs> I I say um, Jaffa cakes because they're good for hiking. We we like to go on little hikes and stuff. And yeah, there's nothing like a Jaffa cake. At the oh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. But jammy dodgers are good. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is with a jammy dodger, if it's depending on the season that you're eating them in. But if you're the biscuits are not made this way they used to be, but they are can be a bit crumbly. Like jammy dodgers, maybe the top it might break off a bit. And so that might happen at the last minute and your expectation of being to enjoy the best part of how you like to enjoy it. So, yeah, I think Jeff cakes are more reliable. I'm going to go with Jeff cakes too. (laughs) Definitely. It's a good shout, actually, especially when you're on a hike. Mm. Good old Jeff cake. (laughs) If you were a fruit or vegetable, what would you be? Ooh, a fruit or vegetable. Well, I'm allergic to carrots. I'm only one. What? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely not a carrot. I'm only one of three people I've met allergic to carrots. Something. Uh, How did you discover that? Just when I was a kid, just I could never. I couldn't eat carrots. I break out in a big rash, and I can't. I could never drink like you know Kiora or any of that. You know? <gasps> yeah. So anything with carotene in it. So I'm not a carrot. I did you say which one would I be? 
Yeah. So if oh, you yeah. could pick a one to represent Fruit or a vegetable, yeah, something yeah. to represent you. Probably a potato. <laughs> oh yeah, right answer. Yeah, that is hands down the best vegetable in town. It is. I mean, when you think how cool it is, uh, (laughs) (laughs) what you can do with it, the amount of faces you see on it, exactly. So many faces, but um, yeah, I mean, gosh, you you can make just incredible things from potatoes. Hearts Um, break over it. Yeah, (laughs) actually, my WhatsApp profile picture is of a heart-shaped potato. It is. That's just me. (laughs) I got a bag of potatoes the other day and there was one in mine that was a perfect heart shaped. I couldn't eat it. I had to put it on the side as a little decoration. I was like, it's too good. You hang it on your Christmas tree, it'd be lovely. (laughs) If you could invite one person to dinner and it can be anybody at all from any historical time frame, it can be a fictional character as well, who would you invite? Gosh, that's very hard. Oh, wow. Anyone in the world? Um, I can't think of now who I'd invite. Can be from any, like anywhere, you know, it could be. Yeah. Like it could be from the first man that ever existed oh, to yeah. the future. It could be your future self. Yeah. Oh, I actually, I know exactly who it would be. I'd, I, I would love to have dinner with Bob Mortimer. He's, I think he's one of the greatest humans ever. Yeah. I'm going to go with Bob Mortimer. If you want to have the best laugh you've had if you need a good laugh just google his um would i lie to you uh i know it though oh I know yeah it. that's so good because <laughs> like they just i could if i if i need a, a, to be cheered up i'll sit down and watch eight minutes of him on would i lie to you he's the best um, guest on there ever incredible yeah. he's so good <laughs> he's amazing and i'm listening to his um autobiography at the moment which is just I've just started getting back into the running. I kind of fell out. I, enjoy, I like doing a bit of running, not, you know, three kilometers as far as I can go. Yeah. But I've been listening to that over the last week and I'm running through the park just like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> having to pause. And, and, uh, I'm imagining you running through the park in like pain and going, stop seeing the faces. I need to keep oh. going. I'm trying to listen to the podcast. <laughs> stop it. Ah. Bobbing my ears and faces everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two more questions. Sure. Uh, this one is our most random question. Fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Fingers for toes? Oh, gosh. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a really weird question. Oh, we get that reaction from everyone. <laughs> fingers for uh, fingers for toes, I think, because it'd be cool to swing out of branches upside down. And think of the drawing you could do. You could be like... Oh, I could draw... Because I'd have two right hands then, I could do double the work, yeah. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) And our final question is, something that you wish everybody knew about illustrations or illustrating? Oh, um, well, the advice I always would give to people who want to get into illustration is to to take it slow. And to, you know, I'm 20 years doing it and I feel like I've kind of started, you know, making a a bit of a success of, of what I do. And I'm happy with that. It was, it was actually a voice I got from my friend David O'Darty, who who I make the, those danger books with. And when he was starting out, he in the the stand up world, and he's very successful now. But he he just always said, just don't don't try and get too big, or, or don't want to be famous, and don't want to be uh, you know too successful too quickly because it, it just it just doesn't work like that. So just slow and steady is the, is the phrase that always sticks in my head and I'm still I still live by that you know like with the books and with the clouds I'm just happy to do it inch by inch and if an opportunity like the book comes along I know that's going to take two years to make so do it at that pace and just don't don't worry about finding your style like what we were talking about earlier it happens organically and it'll change and, and roll with it you know so don't mm. uh, don't be too stressed about finding a style or being successful slow and steady. that's amazing advice yeah really good it's actually you could apply that advice to everything couldn't you yeah slow and steady chip away chip away 100 percent. yeah yeah so we like to leave everybody with a weather wisdom so chris i'm going to ask you a weather wisdom from something that we've probably both been told that if you wrap up inside you won't feel the benefit when you go outside chris is this true uh actually even if you feel colder when you first go outside your coat will help to reduce your body's heat loss and make it easier to maintain your core temperature. 
It also keeps the cold air away from much of your skin. Ta-da! So we now know that even if you come inside and leave your coat on, like yeah. if you're standing in the pub or whatever, when you go, you're just helping yourself really for when you go outside. So you should yeah, just leave your, leave your coat on you. You're keeping the temperature going, yeah, yeah. Maintaining your core. Who knew after all these years and arguments of you're not going out in that or put your coat on <laughs> or whatever. Amazing. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. It's actually just been a gorgeous hour. Yeah. I love your whole story of your life and I love where your daily cloud was born from. It's just so beautiful and inspiring. And I know it's just going to live on and on and on. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I cannot wait for the next daily cloud to come out. And I'll definitely be following everything that you're doing. You've brought a lot of joy to myself and Gemma's day, but just in those moments watching those clouds it's like wow that's just a little bit of joy in the day and that's all you want sometimes so thank you so much oh well listen thank you both so much and, and your podcast is just brilliant it's 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 uh, inspirational so please we had to pay him to say that bit <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it please please keep doing it. there's you know there's certain podcasts that people need you know and and there's there's so much to be to be learned from yours which is brilliant and it's so much fun so keep going thank with that, you. Please, as well. oh thank you so much thank you so much yeah if you have enjoyed this episode, and I mean, why would you not have done? I mean, it's been absolutely <laughs> excellent. But if you have enjoyed it, we would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review the podcast. And also share the podcast with anybody that you think might like to have a little listen. You can find us on social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok. There we are at For The Love Of Weather. On Twitter, we are the number four Love Of Weather. Um, and if people want to follow you on social media, Chris, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on uh, Chris at Chris Judge on Twitter and at Chris P Judge on Instagram. And what's your handle for the um, Daily Cloud? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's just a Daily Cloud. Yeah, if you search a Daily Cloud on, on yeah. either of them. Thank you, everybody, for listening, Chris. Honestly, thank you so much for your time today. We massively value it, and we know that you're squeezing it into a very busy schedule, obviously with a very important little girl as well in mind. But we just hope that at the end of all of this, that you have just left this episode loving the weather that little bit more. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.